Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. It's testimony time. Testimony time. Yes, we're in the, we're in the month of Basenta, and it's all about winning souls. Um, I'm going to call on our brother Lungani. He's going to share his salvation testimony, how he got saved. <laughs> I'm even scared myself, but brother Lungani, you are welcome to the stage. <laughs> Fine protocol. What do we say? What do we not say? <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell us how you got saved. Okay, okay, okay. Amen. Amen. All right. So from the pininging. Okay. Um, I was not born in church. I was not born again when I was young. Neither was I dedicated in church. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to share a testimony, a short testimony of how I, I, I got born again. I, I was a student at UKZN doing all sort of things that you can imagine. I, I, okay, just two things. The main things that I used to do, I, I, I used to drink like a fish. And I, I used to compel people to come and drink with me. I, I had my club or a team of people that I know that are my people that, that I've convicted to, to, to come and join us drink. When we are drinking, we're not drinking maybe like your one bottle, two bottles, no, or only weekends, no. We used to drink like every day, as long as there's no test in the morning. We're not writing a test or an exam in the morning. The night before we are drinking. And I I I, 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 I used to chase girls. All type of girls. Thin, thick, small, big, short, tall, every type of girl. At a point, my friends even gave me a name because they at the level that I was doing it, it was not normal. And it was beyond repairs. They, they gave me a name's bottle. Because that's what I was. It's actually what I was at the time. But by the grace of God, I'm standing here today. I'm born again. And I'm saving Jesus. It is not because of anything else, but it's by the grace of God. I'm, I, I just, I'm sharing this testimony to encourage anybody who is here. If, if, if you are a bad boy, you won't be as bad as I was. You cannot get to that level. And if you think that God cannot use you, look at me today and encourage yourself that if God can use me, he can surely use you. Amen. Wow, what a powerful testimony. He says you cannot be as bad as he was 
So don't try and get there even because maybe you may not survive. But by the grace of God, he survived and he's here today serving the Lord powerfully. And I'm excited about his testimony. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'd like to welcome our Sister Senna to also come and share her testimony. Senna Mile. Senna Mile, run to the stage. Run. <laughs> she obeyed the instruction. It's good. <laughs> what do you have for us? Um, I greet you all at large. Uh, my name is Senna. Well, my testimony is kind of short, but so I'm going to start. Well, I grew up with my great-grandmother, and she's the one who taught me how to pray in everything. So I, I was introduced to God at a very young age. So, and then I moved with my mom, and my mom wasn't as spiritual as my grandmother was. So when, then, when I looked at things, I was like, okay, when I used to pray, and now I don't pray, but my life is still the same. Nothing has really changed. So I don't know, is God really there? And then I had this teacher at school who would always give us reasons. Every time we go to class, her name was Mrs. Wheeler. She would, <laughs> she would always give us like five points every day why God is not real. So every time she gives us points, I'll be like, okay, this makes sense to me. I understand them. So eventually I joined her and became an atheist as well. And then along the lines, I came... Years went by, I came to UKZN, and then I linked up with Jody and Janita, and they kept inviting me to church, and I kept making excuses and excuses, and then one day I came, and then I was introduced to Christ all over again. I fell in love with him all over again, and my life has never been the same ever again. And I thank God for my salvation every day. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hi. The things that we are exposed to. Or the things that our children are exposed to in school. Imagine your teacher giving you five points every day as to why God is not real. But maybe the question we should have asked there was that, how did she wake up that morning to come to class? How did she wake up? Try putting an alarm by a dead body and see if they'll wake up. Maybe try it and see. But if it works for you, come and testify and say that I put the alarm there and the dead person woke up. Amen. So we just want to thank God for our salvation. Cherish your salvation because it is the greatest gift that you ever have. Amen. Are you excited to be in church? I know I'm excited. I'm very excited. Wow. It's a swollen Sunday. upon the man of God mm-hmm. He is anointed to preach the word of God And heal my broken heart and your broken anointing when 
saved me What are you doing For others Do you believe in dreams The Holy Spirit dreams Thousands of men Running down the streets They didn't know That the road was leading To a steep and deadly cliff And into the lake of fire Oh He saved you He saved me He saved us for all times What about others? He saved you And He saved me They need to hear the gospel They don't know Jesus Christ They are lost and dying so
sing with me, say, He saved you, He saved me. your feet want to say a word of prayer quickly as we lift your hands to Jesus and let us pray today we are gathered before almighty God and not before a man and you want him and him alone to speak to you to speak to you so in your own words, in your own way, just say a word of prayer and ask God to speak to you and to give you direction for the week ahead, for the month ahead, for the months ahead. Direction for your life. Ask him to say what he wants to say to you, not what a man wants you to hear. Just speak to the Lord quickly. Speak to the Lord. Kimolo si pale cosa pala Branto tale, kemolaba, Branto tibere, Bronta bale, Brando lobos, kepalala, Branta lababa. Speak to us, Lord, speak to us. Today we've come not before a man, but we have come to you. All glory, all honor, all adoration belongs to you. The gathering of the saints is unto you, Almighty God. Speak to us. In a way that will understand. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the gathering of the saints. It's unto you. Take all the glory. Take all the praise. As we speak your word. Fill me with your mighty spirit. To speak your truth to your children in the name of Jesus. May I be blessed. May my hearers be blessed in Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Say your loudest amen. amen. This check this full before. As if it's your first time, put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Well, you may be seated in the presence of God. Today I have company on the stage. It feels very powerful. Today I know that no matter what I say, you can't do anything to me. Because I am surrounded by 20 and 4 elders. Kabashataya! Wow. Well, I bring you greetings from all around the world. Uganda, Ghana, everywhere I've been in the past month. And I'm excited to be preaching to you today. Amen. My prayer is that your life will be transformed. Your life will be advanced. And Jesus will be glorified. Somebody say amen. amen. Turn your Bibles with me to John chapter number 7. We want to read from verse 25. 
Say amen. In John 7, Jesus is preaching. And the Bible says in verse 25, And then says some of them of Jerusalem, Is this not he whom they seek to kill? Verse 26, the Bible says, and, But lo, he speaketh boldly, and no man saith nothing to him. Do the real rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? But we know this man, whence he is. For when Christ shall come, no man shall know whence he is. And Jesus cried in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know whence I am and who I am. You both know who I am and whence I am. For I cometh not of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not, but I know him, and I'm from him, and he has sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man could lay hold of him, because his time, his hour had not yet come. And many of the people believed on Jesus, saying, if the Christ shall come, or when Christ shall come, Shall he do more miracles than what this man has done? Put your hands together for the word of God. Now, this is a simple piece of scripture. The title of my message is Why Many People Believe in Jesus. I said the title of my message is what? Why Many People Believe in Jesus. It's another way of saying why you must believe in Jesus. Wonderful. The Bible says that Jesus was teaching freely in their cities. And some of the people of Jerusalem saw him and they asked a question. Is this not the guy that they are, they are looking for to kill? Yet, nobody can say, and he's speaking boldly around, and nobody can say anything to him. And the Bible says, and they asked a very important question. Can this, how is this possible? Can this not be the cry? Said that this guy is a one. Let's say, let's use this guy. Oh, you're busy. Let's use another guy. G, what's up? Ingrid, can I use you for an example? Let me make you a celebrity. Okay. No, I'm serious. I have about a million followers on Facebook. Once they see you and me, that's. that's. Now, what's your name? Alan. Alan. Okay, that guy is also Alan. Okay. Now, imagine Alan is a wanted man. God forbid you are not wanted, are you? Amen. Yeah. Imagine Alan is a wanted man. And he's moving freely in the city. Yeah. Yet, the police cannot catch him. They can see him. But they, and he's not even moving quietly. He's speaking around. And nobody's able to pick him up. Won't it send a message to you that there must be something about Alan that makes Alan special? So the people asked a question. Is it not possible that this is the Christ? The fact that nobody can, he's speaking, nobody can say anything to him. Nobody can catch him. Meanwhile, we all know that he's a, a, imagine Osama bin Laden. We all know that he's a wanted man. Yet nobody can. So they ask a question. Can this not be the Christ? 
But then when they ask the question, they convince themselves again that, oh, no, as for the Christ, the Bible says, when Christ shall come, no man shall know whence he is. That is where he's, he is. So they say, oh, but this guy, we know him. We know Alan, he sits by, what's the name of the other guy? Ronnie. So we know them. Because we know Ronnie, he cannot be the Christ. That's how they convince themselves. So Jesus, the Bible said, and Jesus cried in the temple as he taught. And he said, yes, it's true. You know me. And you know where I'm coming from. But the one that sent me is true. And that's the one you don't know. I know him. I'm from him. And he has sent me. And the Bible says that even made them more angry. Because they knew he was saying that God is the one who has sent him. So they became more angry and they wanted to take him. But still, no man could. May your enemies not be able to touch you. May they not be able to touch your business. May they not be able to touch your finances. May they not be able to touch your academics. Bible says after this experience, many of the people believed in Jesus. Many of them, and they ask any question. If, Jesus, if this is not the Jesus, the other Christ, when he comes, will he do more miracles than this guy? That's the question there. Thank you, Alan. Now, please, when you see him, be nice to him. I, I'm in a picture with him, so be nice to him. Now, I want to show, there are many reasons why people believe in Jesus, and many reasons why you should also believe in Jesus. But today, because of time, i just share a few of them with you. Number one, the first reason why people believe in Jesus is because of his words. The things he said. The things Jesus said. Many of us believe in people because of what they say. Let's see. Yeah. This, this, this lady over here followed her husband because of what he said to her. He said to her, I can buy you the sea. She believed it. And she followed him. Up till now, she, he has not even bought a cup of water yet. I told my wife many years ago that as for money is the least of my problem. Because my parents are bankers. They work where they count, they do their money. So what is money to a banker's son? And she believed it. And she followed me up till today. She's still been following me. She has not seen the money, but she's still following me. Now Jesus said some of the most unbelievable things that no human being has had the audacity and the impudence to ever say. That's why people believe in him. Jesus said, John, 6, John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. From the time I was born up to today, I have heard, I've not heard anybody have the confidence to say that before. Nobody. All the various spiritual leaders you claim to know, Buddha, Gandhi, um, anyone, you, I don't want any political... Before you realize I'm on SABC Tracer. But all the people you claim to know, none of them has had the impudence 
or even the authority to say, I am the way. Man's main quest in this life is to get to God, whether they know it or not. You are here because you are trying to get to God. And all the various people that have come, Hari Baba, Hari Krishna, all these people, none of them have been confident enough to say, I am the way. The way you are looking for, I am that way. I am the truth. I am the life. Now, to make it clear, so just in case you don't understand, because sometimes you go to churches, pastors use a lot of words, you don't understand what they are saying, so you are not sure. Please, if you don't have a chair, there's an empty seat here, you can come and have it. Now, they say a lot of things, you are not sure what they are saying. So, he explains, eh? no man, no, not even one, can come to the Father except through me. My God, what a man. Nobody, your grandmother cannot come, your grandfather cannot come, the president cannot come except through me. And I'm sure when he said it, he hit his chest like that, except through me. I'm sure when he was feeling good as he was moving about, he said, No one can come. In John 14, verse 1, he says, He said to them, Let your heart not be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Then he said one of the most audacious things anybody can say. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there also you may be. Tell me any religious leader who has been able to say such a thing since you were born. One of the famous religious leaders. Oh, Jackson, it's good to see you. One of the famous religious leaders that we know from our brothers from another religion. When he was dying, he said, where I go, I know not. Why would you follow somebody who doesn't know where he is going? Why on earth will you follow somebody that you don't know where he is going? He said, where I go, I know not. But Jesus said, I'm going to my father's house. There are many mansions there. And, and more important, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there also... You may be. Put your hands together for Jesus. Jesus said, in John 10 verse 10, he said, the thief cometh but to kill, to to steal and to destroy. But I have come that ye may have life and have it in abundance. Then he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Tell me anybody who has said that thing before. I'm waiting for you. I, I am here for 45 minutes. Tell me. If you know anybody, be it political, Barack Obama, oh, Barack said, yes, we can, yes, yes, we can what? Yes, we can, yes, we can what? I don't want to talk about Nelson Mandela because it offends you. Never and never again shall it be. He said what? Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. That we are strong beyond men. Even that speech, he didn't write it. Yes! You are surprised. Google it. He didn't write it. You are surprised. He did, it's not his speech. He quoted from somebody. Even yes, we can. Barack Obama quoted from somebody. I'm, I'm surprised you are surprised. Where were you when they said it? They all quoted from somebody. We even have to find out Mr. Mbeki's Aman African if he's the original. He's the original. 
Clap for Mr. Mbeki. My favorite president of all time, Tabo Mbeki. Yeah. What was I saying before we came to all this? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for you. How many of you are excited to have a shepherd who is ready to die for you? Nobody could say such a thing. John, John 11, 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Men go to the general. General. <laughs> yeah. Or you can add that for security reasons. To make yourself happy. That one is even a woman-related problem. Kabashataya. There was a woman, the Bible says she had been bleeding. Seriously. And you know that Bible says the life of a thing is in the blood. So when you bleed, your life is going out. So her life had been going out of her for about 12 years. Until she met Jesus. And Jesus healed her. And her fountain was dry. John chapter 11, this, I'm going to explain that Lazarus thing to you. They called Jesus that his friend Lazarus was dead. And Jesus came on the scene. He had been dead for four days. Dead and buried. I hear in Zimbabwe, if you die today, you'll be buried tomorrow. Is it true? After two days, 48 hours maximum, you'll be buried. So I'm sure Lazarus died in Zimbabwe. And was buried. And when he was buried, Jesus came on the scene. And when Jesus came on the scene, they tried to explain to Jesus that, listen, you should have come when we called you, but you didn't come. Now he's dead and he's dead for four days. That is what provoked him to give that scripture. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. He told her, listen, when it comes to dead bodies, that's my speciality. You see that, you see in medicine, you have doctors, somebody is a specialist for the heart is what? Cardiologist, is that not so? Somebody is a specialist for the teeth is what? Dentist. Somebody is a specialist for what again? The brain is a neurosurgeon. Okay. Please, please stay in your lane. <laughs> a surgeon does surgeries. A pediatrician is what? Children. A gynecologist is what? Women. Ops and gyne. Obstetrician and what? Gyne. Great. We accept. It's not a problem. I pray that we get many doctors in this church. Jesus said, I'm a specialist when it comes to dead people. Pathologist, is that not so? Yeah, I'm a specialist when it comes to dead people. Then he said, take me to where you have laid him. They were still advising, look, Jesus, don't try to impress the people around. We all know he's dead. We have gone to Avbop. We have collected the money. If you, it will become a confusion. Just leave it. Jesus said, no. Let's go. Then they rolled the stone. The Bible says, Jesus cried with a loud voice. And he said, Lazarus, 
come out. And Lazarus came out from the dead. Now, why did he say Lazarus? If he had just said, come out, all dead people would have come out. Yeah. How do I know? The Bible says that one day, the trumpet shall sound and the Lord shall descend with the shout of the archangel. What will happen when the Lord Jesus descends? The dead shall rise. Everyone you know who's dead shall rise up on that day. As Jesus makes a triumphant entrance onto the earth. Yeah. So you have to be specific. Or else you have somebody, Osama bin Laden, he will rise again. Hey. Some people are good dead. I said some people are good dead. Yeah. I mean, he would just go and shout, come out then. Hitler will come out. Hey. So he had to be special. He said, Lazarus. So I'm sure somebody was trying to write, said, no, no, not you. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Yeah. Because of his miracles. Many miracles. The miracles are countless. Problems that had been there for a long time. In John chapter 5, Jesus encountered somebody who was impotent. When he says somebody is impotent, it means that he is not potent. To be potent means to have power. So he was impotent. I don't know which department, but impotent. Do you get it? Yeah. Have you seen an impotent man before? You are lucky. But the Bible says that when Jesus saw him, Jesus told him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the impotent man rose. He took up his bed and he began to walk again. Straight up. Many miracles. So they asked, if the Christ shall come, will he do more miracles than this guy? Can he or will he do more miracles? Is it possible that he can do more miracles than this guy? Then the people believed him. The third reason why the people believed in Jesus, or many people believed in Jesus, is the fact that he rose from the dead. That he rose from the dead. That he rose from the dead. He himself died and rose from the dead. Do you know anybody? Shembe, Shemba, Temba, Semba, Semba. Who has risen from the dead? Yeah. Bible says he died. And he went down. Notice the toilet from a distance. The stench that used to come emanate from when you're on the road. So one day, somebody brought a certain um, a certain distinct, a certain chemical called Madubula. Is that right? Yeah, Madubula. Do you know it? Oh, it speaks volumes. No, it, it, it explains what I'm saying. You have seen it before, you have used it before. They introduced me to a concoction, a chemical composition called Madubula. Now, that Madubula, look, 
If you are in a coma and they pass it by your nose, you wake up. You wake up and say, hey, who touched me? So, they brought this madubula and we scrapped that infamous toilet. When they finished, they put the madubula there. Look, it's not a simple thing. The stench of the toilet disappeared. But the madubula took over. Look, when you go to the toilet and come, everybody will know that you have been there. <laughs> no, everybody will know you have been there. I tell you, because it was very strong. But my dear brother and sister, Madubula is not strong enough to take away your sins or to take away my sins. It's not strong enough. As strong, it can take away toilet smell, but it can't take away your sin and my sin. It cannot. But there's something that is able to wash away our sins. It's called the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. In First Peter, the Bible says that we are purchased not of corruptible blood, but of incorruptible and precious blood, which is as of a lamb without blemish or spot. Yeah. How many of you have told lies before? Okay, you have told a lie before. One lie, one lie. How, since you were born. Hundred. Some of you are even lying right now. You should raise your hand. The church is full of liars. How many of you are thieves? Put your hand down. How many of you have stolen sugar before? How about chicken? How about meat? Raise your hand well. Raise your hand well. I don't want to add money. I don't want to add money. The church is full of liars and thieves. How many of you have fornicated before? Put your hand down. The Bible says that if you look at a woman and you last after her, you are fornicated. Now let me ask the question again. How many of you have fornicated before? Some of you sisters, when you see the brothers, the way your heart beats. Listen, even as the pastor is preaching, some people are already having problems in the church. Yeah. When I say how many of you are fornicated, you don't want to lift your hand. 
So the church is filled with liars, thieves, fornicators. I'm coming. I still have 17 minutes. I'm coming. How many of you are murderers? Murderers means you have killed somebody before. The Bible says that if you look at your brother or your sister and you say raka, which means fool, you are a murderer. So how many of you have insulted somebody before? You are all murderers. Lift your hand, please. You even, you have killed more people than your gun. Yeah. The same for all of you. It says, if you look at somebody and you say, raka, which means fool, or you insult the person, you are guilty of murder. Look, God's standards are very wild, though. Yeah. Oh, Miss Kemp, it's good to see you. Wow. So the church is full of what? Liars, thieves, fornicators. Do you want to go on? How many of you accept that we are all sinners? If you accept, if you accept, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Because I can go on and on till I prove that you are a sinner. So therefore, if we are all sinners, now you are down below. Wow. God will bless you specially. If we are all sinners, then the question is, don't we all need the blood of Jesus to wash away our sins? It's able to wash away murder. It's able to wash away lies. It's able to wash away fornication. It's able to wash away stealing. It's able to wash away any type of sin. That's the blood of Jesus. That's why we need the blood of Jesus. So Jesus shed his blood so that we can be washed. So that we can come to God freely confidently. Bible says, let us therefore, after the blood has done what it's supposed to do, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the presence of God. From today, you'll be able to come to the presence of God boldly. Because of the blood. This is why people believe in Jesus. All the other people who have passed before, after, now, None of them shed their blood. And even if any of them were to shed their blood, their blood will not be enough. Their blood will not be enough to pay for your sin or to pay for my sin. Their blood will not be enough. Because what is accepted is a blood that is without blemish and spot. Somebody who has not sinned before, then that blood is shed. Now, tell me anybody you know who has not sinned before and let him come and shed his blood for us. For us. No one. 
except Jesus. Today, my prayer is that you put your faith in Jesus. So you have come for this swollen Sunday. You, somebody invited you. Or you came by yourself. Or you have been coming to this church for some time. It's important that you are washed by the precious blood of Jesus. So that you can stand pure. Without condemnation. Without any attack. Before the Lord. I'm going to pray with you shortly. And I'm going to ask you to surrender your life to Jesus. So that that blood will wash. You may be in the choir. You may be with the ashes. But if that blood has not washed you, you cannot come to God. You cannot. That day when Jesus comes, you may have been in the church, may have taken communion, but you will still go to hell. Stand to your feet. want to pray shortly. Stand to your feet. Just want to pray shortly. You are here. You want to ask Jesus to wash you with his blood. You want to surrender your life to him and say, Lord, wash me with your blood. I want you to come into my life to be my savior, to be my Lord. You are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. I know the crowd is thick, but still lift up your hand. Lift your every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. You want to lift up your hand. Say, Pastor, I want Jesus to wash me. With his blood. With his blood. Lift your hands high above your head. High above you. This is the most serious moment of the service. Lift your hand high above your head and say, Jesus, come and wash me with your blood. Come and wash me with your blood. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me in the front. Take your, what you are doing seriously. Come to me in the front. I'll pray for you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Come, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to me. Be serious with what you are doing. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. And don't think about your neighbor. Your neighbor perhaps did it last week. And you are shy of your neighbor who has secured himself. Come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Forget about your neighbor. Forget about your neighbor. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today.
It's not too late to come. It's not too late to come. You better be secured. Your neighbor that you are shy of, your neighbor did the same thing last week. And he's standing by you feeling all good. And he's watching you going to hell. So don't, don't, don't be shy of your neighbor at all. Secure yourself. Let me tell you a story. One day, four friends were driving from the nightclub going home. As they were going home, one of them said, Look, I think I feel bored. I want to listen to some music. So he just pressed the CD player in the car. And to his utter shock, do you know what was playing in the car? Do you want to know what was playing in the car? There was a pastor preaching. So he looked at his friend. He said, Eta, I thought we were all chilling together. Do you know what the friend told him? I'm securing myself. So your neighbor is standing by you. And you are shy, oh, what will my neighbor think? What will my neighbor think? Meanwhile, your neighbor has secured himself. You better secure yourself also. Yeah. If you are in front, pray this prayer with me. Everybody help us pray. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, use them for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. What do we do? Do you have room for them? Okay. Are they going down now after? Okay, no problem. Now, listen up. Look at me, look at me. Without me, they won't give you this paper, so look at me. Okay. Now, listen up. Because of congestion and everything, and also, I want you to be part of the service to the end. They are giving you some sheets, okay? What you do is that you will fill them. After the service, I will meet you myself. All right? Are they giving them to you now? You have gifts for them. Come to the front. Come to the front. Now, I will meet you after the service, okay? Immediately after the service, I will meet you. Please don't jet out. We don't have this service every Sunday. Don't jet out. Don't launch off like a rocket. Immediately after, I'll just meet you for three to five minutes. Take a selfie with you, smile with you, and then we go and have lunch at our various homes. <laughs> or at our homes, respectively. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Or Holmes, as the former president said. Okay, Holmes. All right. Do you all understand what I've said? Okay, so after church, where can we meet them? This side. Can you all see this side? My, this side. 
your that side. Do you get it? My this side and your that side. Just here, okay? Let's not run to chase you, you know? We took the children downstairs, so we know that everybody here is user-friendly. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's pray for them. Father, let these ones be blessed extremely in Jesus' name. Amen. Please go back to your seats. Nara, nara, nara. Uh-huh. Get me the right, right key. What's the right key? Proper keys. And shake yourself a little, a little. of you have been blessed by Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.